<laughs> You're back now at the Jack Off House. Clap. And we're back. You got the clap? PK Show. Sorry, guys. We've been busy and conflicting schedules. Uh, babies and shit. Wait, can we talk about the babies? That? Can we talk about that? Or yeah, not? yeah, we can talk about whatever. All right, we've been gone for a while because the homie just had a baby. Yeah. How's that, how's that not two babies? A lot of that's probably my fault, so sorry, yeah. Yeah, um, he was born June 1st, so it's been Ooh, a okay, so Karina was asking me the date today. I was trying to figure that out. Yeah. yeah I was like, was fuck, born. you know what? Like, It has to be the first week of June. Yeah, so I have two June babies. Um, When's 27th, Phoenix right? is the 27th. Oh, almost, because I wanted it to be 626, so she's the 27th. Mm. Um, but she's not six cool six enough. So is there, is, there, is there a difference so far? Oh, yeah, huge difference, so... Uh, I guess I feel bad because every time I talk about my son, like my newborn, uh, I end up talking shit about my daughter <laughs> because he's the complete opposite of what she was. So I didn't know. But I also, think the, I t- the truth hurts. Uh, yeah, I, like I didn't know because um, okay, Phoenix was a COVID baby, so um, literally she did not spend a lot of time with like other family members other than really her mom and dad. So at least Onyx right away out the gate, she had her. She, he had his grandma there um when he was born and stuff and even from straight out the womb like he didn't even cry like it was one of those cases where they had to kind of like push him force him to cry smack him yeah yeah (laughs) fucking cry talk shit about his dad (laughs) (laughs) so i was just tripping the part that was tripping out the most was like we fit we fed him he slept and i was like oh dude this baby's chill and then i know um it was uh desiree's mom her mom was the one that told me like this is this is how it's supposed to go and I was like, you should look at all these newborn pictures of Phoenix because Phoenix was always crying, like even from out the womb. So that's what I mean by complete opposite. It was like, cool. Like because he sleeps a lot? He or? sleeps a lot. He's more of like an actual normal baby, I guess, if you will. Like he sleeps and fucking eats and sleeps and fucking eats. Like he's easy. Like clockwork? So, because a lot of people say like toddlers are, are hard and babies are easy. And I, we never understood that with Phoenix because she she's easier now as a toddler than she was as a baby. Oh, that's pretty... Well, then, then right now you have two easy kids to deal with, sounds like. That's yes. pretty cool. Yeah. And it's funny because even now, she's still harder than... <laughs> but yeah, that's my story. I just think it's cool that you really... I really got to see the different dynamic. And when people say, like, oh, all kids are different, like, I really got to experience that. Oh, bro, you just give her one of one of those real quick. Was there, was there a big difference out. when you had the second one? Yeah, it was, like, the same as him. So one of them was easier than the other? Yeah, Elena was just... She was pretty tough, bro. Like same thing, crying and shoot. I don't know about you, my Lena would spit up everything. Mm-hmm. Like her, the first week checkup, she lost weight, and they were like kind of concerned. Oh shit! Because like, they're supposed to gain it. Back. Your, your yeah. second baby looks like she's never <laughs> cried. Yeah, she's. Yeah, I remember he said Ellen yeah. was always. Yeah, she you does know, look kind of like in, like you, independent. You yeah. know what's my theory though too is that we're just better parents by then. Nah. So the second one's also kind of easier. Nah, you guys are all you know? average. I've, because, seen, like, I've I, seen it. What I remember, and I, I think I feel bad about this, is I remember um, like burping him. Uh, I felt like we didn't do a good job with Phoenix. I think we're like the typical like baby look, love taps. Like I learned that you got to fucking be rough smack with them. You got to smack, smack the shit out of them. I'll do it one night. When my nephew was born, I saw the nurses come in and kind of like manhandle him. I was kind of like, God damn. I was so afraid to hurt him. And these nurses, they do that all the time, so they're just fucking putting them in the in the fucking camel clutch and shit yeah. like that. Like, it's, it's smacked down raw. Yeah. And the reason why it's always going to be trial and error, and like you said, there's no manual when it comes to kids, is, like, even the nurses, like, one nurse will manhandle them, and another would be super gentle. And like, you deal with, like, eight different fucking nurses, like, the first two days you're there at the hospital. So it's, like, everyone's doing trial and error. Yeah, are there any nurses that are bitter? Because, like, you know, maybe they're older, they don't have kids, and they're like, oh, your fucking baby's crying again. <laughs> No, but again, cool. I, I knew I knew Phoenix was different. Um, well, I didn't quite know again till Onyx, my son, came around. Um, was like the second day at the hospital. Like one of the nurses called her a diva because she was like crying a lot. A diva. Like she literally said, "Oh." You're and were you like, diva. "Fuck, like, fuck was, you, bitch!" Like I didn't, I don't, I didn't took it like disrespectfully. Like I think she was trying to be nice and sweet about it, but like she's like she made it be known. You know, like, damn well she went out with her girls that day. She's like, "Let me tell you about this, <laughs> Let me t- this girl named Phoenix." Apparently, <laughs> real. Real bitch, this little kid. <laughs> but yeah, those, those are my kids. It's pretty cool. Yeah, so I guess it is similar to AJ. I don't know. Part of me still thinks there's a slight, a small piece of that pie is like maybe we are just better parents now. It's funny. I feel like we got lucky because like uh, Mila's not like too bad. She doesn't cry too much like and all that. And like even her mom and like my mom have told us like a couple of times like 
like this isn't normal like she's like a really chill baby like she's really she doesn't give anybody problems or anything like that so i always tell Kenya like hey let's have another like jokingly like hey let's have another one she's like no let's not let's not press our luck the second <laughs> one might be, cause the i know because be i've bad. seen that's what you guys are you guys are one and done it's it seems like at this point it does seem like that yeah i think we're one and done the the few oh, times oh. I've seen her, I just want to yeah. say I trip out because yeah, I don't think I've seen Mila cry unless it was like for yeah, a second. I've, I've seen her cry, but very mm-hmm. little. Yeah, Ori- originally, I, I was concerned because I was like, man, like I at least wanted uh, like my minimum was two, and then like my perfect number would be like three, like kids. You know, it's funny because you have two siblings, right? Yeah, because for kids. me it'd be four, but I think that's because like you kind of you kind of want what you had growing up. Yeah. yeah. So like my like perfect number would be three, and like my minimum was two. And because I was like, I was telling Karina, like, I just don't want Mila to grow up as an only child. But like spending a lot of time like at her mom's or like her sister's house, she's like she's around like a lot of her cousins a a lot. So I was like, oh, you know what? Like she's she's technically she technically won't be like grow up as like an only child. Oh, yeah, for sure. She has a lot of um, uh, like kids her age, like around the family. And then like even your guys' kids, like your guys' kids are around my my kids age. So when we all start having parties and shit together they'll all be the they'll all be friends and shit hopefully yeah i don't know phoenix sounds like she might punch a fucking kid <laughs> <laughs> no the crazy thing is she, like i said as a toddler she's really grown she's like out like i haven't even seen the terrible twos really like i think lately she's been uh, d- did elena go through that like um i think she kind of is acting a little different with the newborn I don't know if you've seen that with Elena or anything. When like Elena, Elena just out. seems like a, I don't know. She just seems like a fucking big ass yeah. sweetheart. <laughs> no, she like from right away. Since we got home, she was like whining oh, older. Like whining, yeah. And so she's never been. Yeah. Yeah. Did she like look at her around like, oh, where is she? Or oh, that's my sister. I gotta, yeah, like, oh, I gotta, sister? I gotta like, take care of her. I gotta hook her up. I'm like, what are you doing, sister? Like, get down. And she'll like that's take cool. her off the couch. I'm like, oh my god, be careful. <laughs> is Phoenix having a tough time, or no, she's like, she I, knows? No, I, I, I think she, she's really cool with the baby. I think she just like notices a little bit less attention. So like, you kind of see like her be like, oh, like bugging mom a little more. She like, that, those are the bit. little things. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, okay. So this is kind of there. Like people had told us it was gonna come, but like we didn't see it come until like I'm not even joking, like a few days ago maybe. I'm just saying, do you guys ever hate that as parents? Like when other people are trying to tell you like what's gonna happen, you're kind of like just just let it happen. Well, the one thing again, like I was saying, like we we just said how we there's there's no manual for this shit, and like I said, especially when you have like a different kind of baby. Like I I will admit, like Phoenix was a different kind of baby in that regard because everyone. All her family, my family, they try to tell me the hundred different things we could have done or should have done. And I'm like, we did that. And nothing worked. Like, my baby cried all the fucking time. <laughs> like, I'm just telling you, like, we tr- we did everything you've fucking mentioned. So, like, that's where it kind of gets me upset. It's like, you don't think we've, like, looked this up or f- try to figure this out or talk to people, too. And, yeah. That's uh, that's the funny part like about they it. They think you're not doing shit when they hear her crying and stuff. Yeah, they just, they yeah. think you're like a, some piece of shit dad that's just like <laughs> playing video games or something. No, like I no, I, I appreciate like the you know the insight, like because everyone has their own ways of trying. Oh, I try. I used to do this and I tried this, and it's like yeah, that's cool. But it's like, thank you, but like we did we did do that. And no, I really I notice when people get real defensive when it comes about their kids because usually the older generation comes down and they're like, oh, well, we did this and we did that. But that'd be like if you were playing basketball and someone's like, oh, you should. You should use this foot or you should go that way. And you're like, shut the fuck up. Let me play. Yeah. yeah. I kind of like the way like my mom's very complimentary about how um, we're raising my daughter and stuff. So she's not very critical, at least to this point. And there, I can remember just one time where she was kind of critical and I, I took it personal and like <laughs> I got all pissed off and shit. But like, um, yeah, there, there was one time where it happened and I was just like, ah, oh, fuck. you punch a fucking wall? <laughs> no, I was just mad because I was like, mom, like I have to like. I was like, this is the time she get like, we're on a tough, we're on a tight schedule. This is the time she gets her bottle. She's like, Ray, she's fucking crying right now. Like, give her the bottle now. And I was like, no, she needs to go to sleep at this time. And then I thought about it after. Like, my, But the thing is, like, that's kind of funny about my mom is she takes, uh, like, when we have, like, little uh, disagreements like that, she takes it a little bit more serious than I do, I guess. Like, she'll she'll text me after, like, it's a big deal. Like, hey, I didn't mean to bother you, like. Like if I have a criticism, I guess I'll just keep it to myself now. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, no, like it wasn't a big deal. Like whatever. Like I fucked up, and she was hungry at the time that she was hungry, and I wanted to wait a little bit longer. Like she was crying a little bit more than usual. Like that's on me. Like whatever. Like we'll get. Like I kind of look at it like sports and stuff. Like you criticize, like ah, oh, whatever. Like next time we'll be better. Like we'll do we'll do better next time. But my mom took it like, oh, don't like. 
she took it as like it was gonna be like the not like the end of our relationship, but like oh, I guess I won't chime in. Sounds like a mad girlfriend. Or, oh, yeah. I guess uh, next time I want to go eat somewhere, I'll just keep it to myself. She That's doesn't like. She has like that personality where she doesn't want to bother people, but like. Sometimes you know. Sometimes you can't help yourself. Like you accidentally give like advice or something like that. Yeah. Sometimes it's, it's kind of like that. I guess sometimes with her. I can see that happening. That's pretty funny though. I can't picture you fucking getting mad though. <laughs> Do you guys have thoughts on Biden falling off of his bike? Hey, did Trump really post that thing, like that little video meme where I don't know if Trump like was I would something? I would have fall off, off my bike. Oh wait, he did that himself. Yeah, like he posted it somewhere, and <laughs> I don't know what platform. Oh, his Twitter? own platform, that Truth Social yeah, maybe, Media. Yeah, yeah. Fucking shit. Well, I'm not sure. Dude, I don't like keep up with it that uh, much. Actually, how old? How? I'm. Yeah, I was. I, that's the one thing I was gonna say. I'm surprised he didn't break nothing because old how fucking old people. He? Old people have old as fuck. Like I was about to say, you know, like you know, at that feel, age, dude. Feel, like when people fall, like it's it's the it's, it's the start of the end. For some yeah, people. like it's the start of the end. Like my mom, Bro, some, like, <laughs> my uh, my grandma fell. She broke her hip. Never seen her again. <laughs> <laughs> that was just the end. Oh, no, she stood. That was the like, start and the end. <laughs> that was the start of the end. She started getting sick after she broke her hip. She couldn't walk around. Oh <laughs> I feel bad now. No, she was in a walker. She was good, so she was still kind of was walking back. around. <laughs> she still kind of was walking around. It's just like <laughs> no, but did you I push mean... her? <laughs> she was in a walker, Dick. She was good. No, how did she, <laughs> she fall was, though? She was powerful. Did you push her? No, I think I think because when I started living with her, I don't think she fell. I think she fell before we moved in with her. She used to. She was living by herself for a while. I think from like seventy. Maybe from 70 to probably about 80, she was living by herself. And then, yeah, and then she got a stroke. Is it one of those, like, I don't need help type things? Or I think she was kind of like that. My mom would tell me she was pretty stubborn. She didn't want to be like a burden to you guys. I think a lot of older Mexican people tend to be that way. Like, even if they really need help, they'd be like, no. Yeah, because I think even my mom's siblings, they had talked about, like, oh, yeah, we can put her in a home. Like, she'll have 100%, like, people keeping an eye on her. And uh, she wasn't with it. She's like, nah, fuck that. If I'm going to die, I'm going to die in my house. That's the gangster. And then I like that. Uh, my, but she didn't want anybody living with her. So like my mom, but my mom would visit her. Like literally my mom would visit her every day. Like after her uh, shift at work, she would be at my grandma's house. And that's why we were alone so much. Cause like my mom, like my mom was spending all her time with my, my grandma. And then when she had her stroke, that's when we finally moved in with her. Dude, I have like the same exact story you do. Yeah, because like, it, cause it was like it was like thing. oh, like now you're telling us because like, that was the thing too. Like my mom, would, my mom would tell her like plenty of times before she got sick was like like we can move in with you, like you can have help here. She's like, no, I'm good. Like fuck it. And then finally, when she had the stroke, they were just like, oh fuck it, like you don't know what's good for you. We're moving in. And yeah, I feel like with old stubborn people, you have to tell them what's happening, not and not give them uh, like options. Mm-hmm. But when you just, because my, my grandpa didn't want fucking nobody here where we're like, hey, we're coming. And he's kind of like, okay. Just that, give him like an Apple Watch or something. <laughs> they call police. Oh, that's why it's, yeah, it's good. That's oh, dude, when my grandpa was old, he was asking me off the wall questions that would make me laugh. Like, I'd be hanging out with him. And he'd be like, uh, hey, mijo, what's the, what the fuck is Bluetooth? <laughs> and I, I was just like, I know what it is. I know how to use it. I don't know how to explain yeah, it, though. Yeah, explain that. <laughs> yeah, and then, like, he didn't get, he didn't understand how I knew how to use it, but I couldn't explain it. I love how a lot of people don't know, like, a lot. Like, I don't think I did. I think I learned recently, and I think I already forgot, like, Wi-Fi. You know what Wi-Fi is short for? Anybody know? Wi-Fi. <laughs> no, no, I actually don't. It's wireless. Wireless fidelity, or I oh, forget. No. Okay, I wireless. It's wireless something, I think. Infidelity? <laughs> I love infidelity. <laughs> I forget, but yeah, it's funny. Like SoFi too, you know, SoFi Stadium. Like SoFi s- social finance. You motherfucker, I think you're right. Yeah. Well, I That's have it. stock. I better okay. know what it is. Okay, yeah, social finance. Um, but yeah, do, a lot of guys, people don't know Wi-Fi. Do you guys live your li- your lives like this, where it's like if something breaks in your house, it's like all like are you more are you more of the person that like hey, let's fix this fucking thing and keep it for as long as we can, or hey, fuck it, let's just buy some new shit. It uh, depends what Pick it and is choose. and how bad Pick the and damage choose. is. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, I kind of hated that or. about like growing up Like with my mom. like There was stuff we just hung on to for so long. And <laughs> like we like lived a certain way. And I was telling my mom, like, like fuck having like our living room be like this with this whack-ass TV. Let's just fucking buy a brand new fucking TV. Like, oh, no, this TV still works. Like, fuck that. Let's get a brand new fucking TV. Like, we would get like a lot of like hand-me-down shit. But I think that's like that working-class mentality where you're like, fuck it. If it still works and if I could still kind of use it. 
it's fun. I think I think a small factor, especially with something like TVs, we we talked about this the other day. I think Adrian like um. A lot of their mindset is like, because they're not at Best Buy all the time shopping. They're like, TVs are fucking expensive. But they don't know that in 2022, they're actually not that expensive. You know, everything's way more expensive. So. Gas, health insurance, taxes. <laughs> but for some reason, TVs, <laughs> TVs are... TV, you can get a good deal on a fucking TV. <laughs> no, dude, but current, like, so, so currently, like, the way this affects my life is like, I have I have a, an AC unit that's attached to my room. Mm-hmm. That's This fucking thing is from the 90s, dog. <laughs> And like it's when Snoop Dogg was hot, and we're just thinking about replacing this thing, and it's like fuck. If you think about it, it's been thirty years. Like ACs have to ad- ad- advance since then, right? Like they got to be good. No, here's the here's the yeah. catch twenty two with that. Here's the yeah. catch twenty two with yeah, that. I agree. Like there's some washers saying. we had growing up that were gave great service for fifteen years, and then we bought a new one, and in four years it's done. You know what they say? Like yeah, there's literally a saying about that. Like even amongst the people that like. Are mechanics and they deal with that shit. Like they say, like the white, the white washer and dryers are the ones you want. Like they say, what color those are, brother. <laughs> yeah, not not the modern ones, the stainless steel. Like you could no. fucking send a tweet on yeah. and look up fucking yeah. porno. Yeah. You could do a load and blow a load at the same time. <laughs> I'm all about my loads. No, because like the ones to, it, it goes back to like that consumerism market. Like the ones built today, like they're literally not built to last. It's like planned obsolescence. Like. The ones they made back then, like they didn't give a fuck. Yeah, They're like, the we be- want you, you to. You get the better return this- customer yeah. because, I mean, if you buy like a, a new, a new expensive ass, uh, like a stove, and it's got all these parts and stuff. I mean, actually, yeah. No, I'm good, brother. Uh, yeah, but I, I definitely agree with you. It's, it's, it's all a scheme to get customers returning. It's just yeah. like, I know for a fact, Apple probably could create an indestructible iPhone. Like no matter how hard or where you drop it, on average, it's not going to break, crack, or get mm-hmm. wet. But you know, then you're going to hang on to your phone forever. You know what I mean? Actually, no. Fuck it. Do it so you don't come back. <laughs> yeah, just bring just bring them on the table. Ball, you're baby. doing way too much over there. Because <laughs> <Yeah, 'cause> motherfucker, <laughs> I don't care, motherfucker. I'm a man. Cool. Fucking beers, beer. I got a cock. Adrian, I got a cock. Um, you better say sorry. Anyways, I wanted to ask you guys on one thing. We're talking about tech. Uh, are you guys scared of AI at all? Artificial intelligence? Like, do you guys even? Do you guys have heard anything? Trip Fuck, on it, bro? Have you ever seen Age of Ultron? <laughs> Fuck yeah! No, I'm because I, I, don't, I don't know if you guys heard. There's a Google employee that got fired from Google, like a head senior software engineer that was working in the AI department and got fired because he came forward and released some documents that said like the AI that he was developing like a few weeks ago started asking questions like well why are why are humans like this or maybe we should take over or that's like the theory behind it like nothing's made official yet because the court docket's like xing things out we just got to think like bro in a few more months is skynet's gonna come <laughs> skynet. fuck that um, are you serious yeah oh dude there's there's two uh there's also a famous one in the in uh in china they had two ais talking to each other and then the ai started uh, uh, the AIs both started uh, critiquing communism because you know China's communistic, so the <laughs> Chinese people didn't like that. So they were trying to like input like commands for the AI to be like, "Don't do this." So then the AIs started talking in a language that couldn't be recognized, like saying like, "Oh, okay, you're saying not to do this, so we'll just talk in a way where like we're kind of you know we're gonna we're kind of being low key about it." <laughs> so then the the, Chi- the the Chinese government people whoever was working on it they unplugged it and they were like, "Yeah, fuck this." So, but like fast forward to today. I would today. like to hear more about that because I'm trying to think about like how that would work programmatically. It doesn't make as much sense, I don't think. That's a again, little too smart. Again, uh, but it's po- I can see where it's possible. What we're talking about here is like, dude, you're talking about some wild ass people who some Tony Stark shit. All they boy. do is look up conspiracy theories, and you're like, okay, <laughs> if 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 you give me a hundred of these, maybe half of one is kind of right. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why when you read these stories, I always take it with a grain of salt. But when an ex Google employee yeah, and California that. says, see that. hey, the AI is starting to question the way humans run things, and maybe they're not good for the planet. And then he's like, hey, the people need to know about this, and they fire him. I'm like, that's – I mean, I'm just the average guy, but that's pretty fucking trippy. <laughs> to me, uh, the reason why, me personally, I don't see it. Oh, go ahead. Defend the much, computers, computer um, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the only reason why I defend the computers is because we, we program the computers. You know what I mean? At the end of the day – I, I know a lot of it, obviously, the point of AI is it, it, it learns on its own. 
But at the end of the day, we're the we're the head of the snake, right? We're the root of it. Like at the end of the day, we control the plug, so it's not that hard to so just unplug them from the wall, man. Yeah, it, it, if shit if shit were to hit the fan and they really got that, that smart, robot's about to kill you. Unplug it. You know what I mean? It, it, it's not like fucking. It's, I don't see it like Skynet. Like fuck, we gotta find the the fucking terminal, take the brain chip or whatever. Like nah, I don't think so. I mean, I don't. I'm not gonna fucking obviously, you know, close that off at all because anything's possible, but. I mean, I've heard Elon, who's obviously a really smart guy, say, like, it's not a problem. The problem is if you have corrupt engineers. Mm-hmm. Because if you have an engineer who hates people and humanity, and they start putting their own yeah, well, their, their own thoughts into, like, AI, then that's when it can get bad. <laughs> he said as long as you have good people mm-hmm. behind the good AI, yeah. it's never going to be a problem. He's like, the problem is if you have a corrupt person programming AI, and they're like, well... Yeah. You just teach it to hack bank software and yeah, just exactly. drain everyone's account. Yeah, so so when you said about that whole thing, it could just be, and it doesn't even sound that bad, honestly, to me. At least I, I don't know the story. I would like to. I would like to. If you have an article, fucking send it to me. Yeah, go ahead, um, cheap. But <laughs> but like uh, fucking AI or something at a model asking like, hey, why are humans this way? I imagine a bunch of Google searches have been like, fuck, why are we like this or why are we whatever? So like AI would eventually comprehend that again it's just learning data from us so ai is no fucking different than just us like you know automated that's all the fuck it is yeah and that's what's crazy because elon tweeted a pic a picture the other day where it was like a dude on a desk and it said uh it was it was like a meme and it said uh people are better than computers at and then it had some things on the floor that like computers are better at like playing chess like Mm -hmm. the chess grandmasters can't beat the supercomputers Mm -hmm. now and and shit like that, but like a few of the things were coming along the way, but it was kind of like that in between. But I don't know. I kind of live in the middle where I'm like, well, technology definitely definitely does make everyone's life fucking easy. But same time, you get one crazy fucker that that has like a, a I guess a lot of resources. It, it could be pretty bad. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, when they say like who controls like the the fucking the nukes, like the buttons, like I, I just think like all that's been programmed. Is just I wish I, had a, I wish I had a button. <laughs> like you think about it, like. I mean, whether it's for defense or not, like, there's so much danger that could be done, right, with with these things, so. And wasn't, like, fucking, like, I'll just call her out, like, Sal, wasn't she asking? I didn't even know about that, like, the gamer thing, calling SWAT, like, all that's kind of, like, through the internet, through, you know what I mean? Like, oh, just there's the so dangers weird, of, there's like. There's so many weird strategies to shit. kind of fuck with people now yeah. because, like, we're all connected too much, Yeah, the I thing guess. is, though, they had to wise up to that, too. It was, like, I was surprised that they were actually getting... SWAT teams to people's houses, and then after a while, they started catching on. Like, oh, this is just shit yeah, that people are doing. To bro, I remember one time. People. I remember one time my brother was in college. I'm not gonna say what brother or what college, but <laughs> he did say a kid in his math class was like freaking out because he didn't study because he was with his girlfriend all weekend or something. Called and he told my brother, "I'm gonna call a bomb threat, and I'm gonna give myself like another week to study or something." Because like the the, <laughs> the final was like on a Thursday. So they're not going to do it the next day, right? So he was banking on, like, fuck it. We'll do it, like, on Tuesday of the next week. Yeah. My brother's like, well, whatever. People just talk shit all the time. People say weird shit. And my brother's like, dude, he literally came back home. He's like, yeah, that was a bomb threat. They dragged us out, and they had yeah, cops think, and shit. I think there was twice my, that. Yeah, my brother never right. asked that dude, but he's like, because he didn't want to, like, make it weird, or he didn't want to get involved, but he's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure this dude went to, like, a, a payphone nearby and was like, I'm going to fucking blow up this school just to study more. In the in the years I was in college, I don't even want to give the exact years. It's fucking embarrassing. Uh, the years I was in college, it happened twice. Like they canceled all classes because uh, there was either a bomb threat or like a like a gun threat. Like oh, somebody's gonna shoot up the school and shit. That happened twice. At the time. Yeah, I was and that and that's what that's what I think fucks with people mentally because, I mean, so many times people call in threats and nothing happens. They're like, man, people just do this. But but the one time it's not it's not bullshit. But also, I feel like if you really were going to do some shit, you wouldn't say nothing, right? You'd kind of just roll up and just do it. Uh, at this point, you just never know. I mean, there's manifestos, yeah, exactly. right? So that is writing shit and kind of then doing it. Um, but I'm saying, but you're not going to call authorities is what I'm saying. Like, you're not going to call, like... I don't know. Um, what's his name? Yeah. The the Zodiac Killer did that. Yeah, but he did it really encrypted. Like, like I'm saying, like, you're not going to call them from letter- He sent them letters is what happened? He sent them letters. I think he even made phone calls to, like, the fucking newspaper but people. He, but wasn't he even encrypted, like, encrypted then? Like, But also, wasn't this in the 60s? Yeah, 60s. You could go to a pain phone. You don't know who the fuck the voice yeah, is. Yeah, now we got cameras everywhere. Yeah, There's dude, security. I was about to say, I hate we got, watching we got doc- Ring? I hate ring? Wa- you got Ring? <laughs> I was going to say, I hate watching documentaries like that. It's like, fuck, people back in the days would get away with so much shit. Like, yeah. god dang. Well, get away with murder. Yeah, yeah. like robbing the a, robbing a bank would actually be a good, like, 
investment. Plan. Like, yeah, okay, it could be done. Like, yeah, we could do it. Like, yeah, I feel like it's so right much harder now to rob a bank today <laughs> than it was fucking in 1960. And it, it, it's weird because that catch me if you can guy, um, he's the one who says like his theory because he was so fucking good at, at, you know, all the fucking his cons back in the day. People ask him because he all he does is all those talks and shit now. Um, w- c- do you think you could do it today? Because obviously there's so much security now and stuff, and he thinks that today it's even easier to do it. Oh, so he sounds like Jordan. Yeah. Of course, he, of course, he could play today. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. And, that's know? that's his theory. Once you've been, that's my theory. Is like once you've been good at something, you're you, no you're, you're never era. gonna admit yeah. no. I couldn't do it. <laughs> you're gonna be like, fuck yeah, these guys are pussies. Because yeah, he had it. that he has that rep of like, oh yeah, this is the guy that was like he's a mean fraudster. Like, yeah, you know, like you don't want to give that up. And be like, oh no, <laughs> I can't do it today. Like, oh yeah, I don't know. You know what? I, uh, it's funny. I just saw like a 20 minute documentary on the fucking guy on YouTube. The guy who did the Silk Road website. You guys, you guys know about that. Um, like the, I, I think I've heard it, but I don't know what it's about. It was like the largest fucking underground dark web uh, website for um, selling drugs. I think you could even hire hitmen on there. So people like were getting coke, shrooms, acid, just name it. Like his his model wasn't so much. He was more of that. He he was a, he was like a big libertarian. So he was big on like you want to take shrooms, go for it. But like you know the government something should, shouldn't stop you. So he created the website. You basically just buy it off bitcoin this is back like in 2011 2012 and he used tor so he did all you know but if you weren't really specific if you weren't really specific about your approach you could easily give yourself away right like in your in your purchase yeah yeah well uh no i don't think so i mean with those i mean some people would get caught and stuff but like for example him who was a mastermind like it took him a while to get caught so like the fbi the nsa a lot of people they they really had a hard time tracking him but they, they ended up finding him. But be, a lot of it was because of his little loophole. So, like, all it takes is, you know, one little mistake. But it does make me wonder, like, kind of like the Catch Maybe Can guy. If you are that meticulous, maybe maybe and they, smart they, enough, they, you could get claim, away with shit. They claim that they leave, like, breadcrumbs yeah. like, on purpose. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. maybe and that's there's a, And there's that theory, too, that if you get away you from so get caught, you yeah. kind of want to get caught. Because you kind of yeah. want the recognition between, yeah. like, oh, you're the fucking master. Yeah, man. that's true. And, all, and, and honestly, I think when you're so good at, like, computer software shit, it, I think, like, a lot of times... Yeah, if you're good enough at getting away with it, dude, the government's just going to give you a job. Oh, yeah, that like, too. Yeah. Well, okay, you'll do no jail. We'll pay you like a salary here, but just catch guys that do what you do. Oh, yeah, yeah. It eventually does. <laughs> they know that, that dude, point. if anything, that's the most American thing I've ever heard of. If you're good enough at something, we'll get you out of prison. Because, <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> like if, you're, if you're really fucking good... Hey, like, we'll or if you job. just got the right connection. No, but yeah, like- <laughs> you got to you got to advance like that. You got to yeah. think about it too, because like I, I was thinking about it uh, like this the other day. Like I think well, I was listening to Joe Rogan's podcast, and he brought up how like the streaming. I think that he just brought up like the streaming companies, how like they got involved in like I think either self like funding their own shit or like paying a lot of money to have like comedians come and do specials or uh, yeah, like cutting out the network. Yeah, like doing like their own original shit. Because they were the first ones to catch on to like streaming, and then mm-hmm. like everybody jumped onto that. And it's like, um, he he talked. Joe Rogan talked about how there wasn't a bail like, there was a bailout for the banks during like two thousand nine, I think, when there was like a market uh, crash or yeah, the housing market a housing crash. But there wasn't the same type of thing for cable companies when everything went to streaming. So it's like, oh damn, we're gonna pick and choose like the 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 industries that we bail out. Like for something simple, because he was saying the reason why the the is it banking or the housing that it was definitely that time? it was definitely housing okay. or what Wall, Wall Street. No, there there, there was a movie on it called The Big Short, specifically mm-hmm. housing. You know, I can't even explain why at that time it it um went, but like the way he was explaining it about the streaming companies was just like this company found out that like this is the way people are going to start watching their content and stuff, and it's going to start going online. And we aren't gonna make like on like appointment, like appointment television was kind of going out the window, and um, like these streaming companies were the first ones to kind of jump onto it before it turned into like a big thing. Like, cause if you remember, like the first couple of days of Netflix, they all had like deals with other networks to have their own shit, and I think they kind of wised up and were like, "We own this content. Why the fuck are we giving it to Netflix? Let's just make our own shit." And then it started becoming like you got to buy a bunch of different 
Well, just like anything else, like remember it was just Netflix. Now we have Hulu. There's Amazon Prime. There's Disney Plus. Like Like, wherever, whenever someone starts making a lot of fucking money, a lot of the other big companies are like, okay, well, we could take some of this fucking money too, and then that's what creates um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like competition Competition. within the market. I guess the argument I was hearing there was that Joe Rogan was saying like, how come a lot of those cable companies weren't bailed out, but these banking companies were bailed out? You know why? It depends how much fucking pool you have. Yeah, I was going to say connection. Because, like, okay, okay, what sounds like they have more pool? A bank that's probably got, like, a senator tied to it, maybe a congressperson, or a fucking Channel 7. (laughs) 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 Fucking DirecTV. Yeah, Um, yeah, discover these nuts, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, you brought up decriminalized, uh, you brought up drugs on Silk Road and Bitcoin. And one of the questions I have for you guys is, should all drugs be decriminalized? Not meaning, like, you can't go to jail, but, like... uh, I think if you get caught with a certain amount, because even right now, weed is legal in California. It's been legal for a long time. But if you still, if you get pulled over and you have four pounds, you're still going to go to jail and have it confiscated and stuff. But it's not going to be like, it's not going to ruin your life. Mm-hmm. But you are going to have to deal with some bullshit. Do you guys, I want to ask you guys, starting with Ray, do you think it should be like that with Coke, heroin, meth? Like, if you want to do it, fuck it, ruin your own life. Or do you feel like there should be laws and uh, there should be like, you can't do that? If it was me, well, if I had, like, full control like that, I would yeah. just be like, it's cool like that. Like, I know there's other countries that were, um, like, have uh, decriminalized every drug in their country. I believe Argentina is one of them. P- Portugal? Yeah, so I think, I mean, there's a there's a test study. Like, you can look at how those company, uh, country, I was going to say companies. I guess you can look at every country as a company. It right? kind of is if you think about um, it. I didn't think about it. I guess it you funny. can see how they're running, but I, I feel like, Everybody here would make a decision based on whether or not you would want to do those types of drugs or not. Like, if they legalize everything right now, I probably wouldn't do them anyways. That's, that's just that's just me. That's so, I'm like, I'm cool. I'm cool with them legalizing everything. What about you, Anthony? Um, I'm a big believer in, like, placebos and just every, everything's mental. I know it sounds corny, but... Do some meth and let's see if it's mental be, be, or... But, 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 like... Because they have done those studies with, like, I know they're rats and shit typically, but like, you know, when we when we're in the hospital, you know, they always inject them with like heroin and shit. But why is it that the heroin addict on the streets fucking dying? So I genuinely think that like if everything was legal, like these drugs won't hit the same. Like I genuinely think that. Oh, you know why? It sounds crazy. You know why? But because when you buy heroin from a street dealer, that shit's been stepped oh, that on, too. It's mixed with bullshit. It's got bullshit. it's got fucking okay. borax in it. That's a good point. Because people are trying to cut the product. When you get pure pharmaceutical grade shit, it's usually very like the, not that it's need, usually huh? not that harmful to your system. Yeah, usually. Um, but then, but then I guess that that I think that further kind of proves my point of like we should legalize it and regulate these type of things. I mean, fucking Coke, Coca Cola used to have Coke in it, right? Yeah. Uh, Elon saying bring it back, and and I I do think that like I think and even from my own personal experience, like. The weed hits harder when I had to hide it from my mom. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> there's a little bit of fear. In yeah, your eye. exactly. Like it, that, that fucking that that adrenaline from like you know this getting is wrong. Caught. Like this is wrong. But if it's right, it's just like oh whatever. This is just fucking like coffee or something. Again, you know I, I mean? just like, think I just think things are taboo and they have that like it's pretty sexy the idea of it. Like yeah. oh we're gonna do coke because it's like it's not good yeah. and we're gonna get locked up if we get caught. But I feel like if you legalized it, people would still definitely do it. But There'd be a lot of people that's like, eh, like I could, I could do buy, that. I don't know, I could do all this other shit I don't do. I, I just think, well, I guess the point I'm trying to make is I think there'd be less danger if everything was like, and, and people like, think the be, opposite. Because you would be getting pharmaceutical yeah. grade un, yeah. un, 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 unaltered drugs. Yeah. Dude, like yeah. when I, yeah. when I, fuck, I, we always bring up Joe Rogan. Um, no, like when he talks guy. to like dudes in his uh on his podcast that do like ketamine and all that shit like they go to like an actual doctor and shit and they're just talking about like dude we're getting like these fucking high grade ass drugs and shit but like they're doing it like in a doctor's office yeah like they they're they're able to do it like just i guess just fucking do it you know like they're going on like (laughs) some crazy ass fucking trips and shit (laughs) what about you aj what's your take i i'm like with you guys so i'm not gonna touch it or yeah, because that's the thing is meth was legal I don't think, today. Yeah, I don't think any of my close like people I care about will touch it. So, and like you said, it'll be cleaner and more controlled, maybe less 
fucking HIV going around and shit. <laughs> That's fentanyl and then fucking yeah, because it's not stepped on, it's yeah. not cut. So okay, cool. We're all in the it. Just I think it just depends on how it affects the gas prices. If it affects the gas <laughs> prices, like hey, like Ray, no, Ray is so mad about gas right now, dude. It's it's frustrating, bro. No, it is frustrating. I, I was going week, like I was going months without paying uh, for fucking gas because I was a stay-at-home dad for a while. Once I went back to work and I realized how much you motherfuckers are paying for gas. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, I threw fucking 50 at my car thinking that was going to do something and it and it didn't. It was a little bit over half and I was like, dude, what the fuck? That shit was gone like it's right the, quick. Dude, I drive a little four-cylinder fuel fishing vehicle and I was used to paying like 26, 27 bucks to fill up and it's costing me like 40 44 now. Oh, and I, I fucking know. hate that like to fill up. That's your shit because it's not filling up my shit. Well, you know, get at me. But oh my gosh. but like my, my mom's car she was like 108 bucks. My mom has like a a, a four little four cylinder, pretty good on gas car too. And I'm like, oh my god. I asked the uh, you know John. He drives the big F150. He said his is like in, touching that's like, like 200. Bucks. Yeah, that's like 200 bucks. And then get, like, and then a full tank. If he uses to commute to work, that would last him three days. Imagine paying Jesus 200 dollars every two, every three day every fourth day to fill up. Crazy. All right, I want all your guys' answer to this. I'm pretty sure I asked this on like I'm actually we probably asked this like plenty of fucking podcasts. But what was the first concert you guys went to? Mm, it could have been, for me, it could have been like, um, fuck, I don't know. I always think of like, because we talked about like seeing Kendrick a few times. I, I remember seeing Kendrick like before he fucking blew up. So it makes me think that was okay. one of the first ones I've been to. You were always maybe, big on concerts. Maybe, it was a slaughterhouse. Maybe, you, maybe yeah. you went to like that Me- that Mez uh, concert. Or maybe. She like the one it? that was like at the whiskey and WeHo, like it's like kind of small. Still, to this day, I regret not going to that shit because yeah. we had an opportunity to go see him. I think it was like fifty bucks or something like that. Yeah, this is when see. like this is when the crowds popping when he's like pussy and Patron. I think <laughs> he was doing old school um, shit at the time. He was doing Section Eighty, I think. Yeah, that's no, that's that's overly it, dedicated. Oh, he was doing oh really? pussy. pussy so he was Patron? doing overly like, dedicated yeah, at that time. Yeah. So like that's that how old before, it is. No, so he was the headliner, but it was before he blew up, blew up, and uh, yeah, like uh, one of our friends had an opportunity to like she got us all, she got us all like hookups to go see because uh, their homie was the opener, mm. and Kendrick was the headliner, and fuck, I've, to this day I'm fucking angry at and um, take yeah. advantage of that. Yeah, e- either that or I mean I can't say I'm that big on concerts, but uh, I know right away in the early days. So wait, 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 I was big on like pay dues and rock the bells. So, but you went to a festival before you, yeah, like like those festivals. I was big on because I like the bang for your buck. Just seeing a bunch (laughs) of fucking different people. It's like all you could eat buffet for music. Exactly. Yeah. So you knew the shit before you were like actually paying for shit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and and, and I was that like you guys know me. I'm such a cheap ass. Like I remember I'd go with my brother and he was pissed because like I'd be like, bro, we gotta get there at 10 (laughs) a.m. And I'm like, I'm like, oh. we gotta see the up and coming artists. I don't know who they are, Show but up like, there I want without a fucking Camelback yeah, yeah. and shit, just <laughs> yeah. fucking dehydrate no, no, and no, shit no. all day. I, I was good on. I mean, it's like I just kept drinking. I didn't care. <laughs> um, I was big on that, like taking full advantage of like from start to night. Like now, I can't see myself doing that for shit, of course. But oh fuck no. Um, yeah, th- those it was fun. So what I was about, big on that. What about you, AJ? That's good times. I think powerhouse. Like in high school, that Power 106 concert. That's pretty sick. Uh, Wiz Khalifa was the headliner, so that was pretty dope. I like Wiz. Wiz is dope. That was my first one. And since then, I've gotten to quite a few. And I'm proud of them. I've never been to a festival, and I kind of do want to go. That does sound cool, yeah. You know what? We should all go we to a fucking, all just fucking rave. We should go, huh? Fuck it, right? no, We should all go to a rave, though, and get stupid high <laughs> and no, cause I, fights. You know what? Call yeah, me lame. Uh, no, I'm, I got the fucking lame... Hard iced tea, but I'll take it. It's called twisted tea. Have some respect. <laughs> um, I went. I don't know, y'all. Okay, first, surprise on them. Y'all ever been a rave? No. no, no. So my brother's been going the last like two, three years, mm-hmm. and he just tells me like, dude, it's it's life changing. I guess apparently, he's <laughs> what he tells me. I, I, I've I'm, never been to one though. I'm pissed because the one. Well, you guys know me. I'm I, I'm not a I'm not a big fucking weed guy. I fucking hate getting high. The one time I went to a fucking rave, I've only been to one rave. It was like the, the the Halloween one that they had at the Nas. I forget what it's called. Um, I was high as fuck, <laughs> and I just didn't enjoy it. But I think it was just because I was high. And like I I remember thinking the whole time thinking like 
this would be fucking fun if I was just drunk. Like, someone give me some alcohol. I don't know why I didn't have alcohol, but it does seem like it's like, I want to know about life changing, but it does seem like some fun shit. Like, even if you're not into the shit, like, I remember tripping out because, again, I'm, you know me, I'm such a hip-hop guy. I need the lyrics. I need all that shit. I need the drums. But I was just laughing because, like, I was like, this is really how it goes. I was like, I can see where drugs is really important here. I think it's because, definitely people that just listen to beats. Then. Yeah, because, yeah. like, all it is is, like, uh, climaxes like the beat, you know, coming up, it drops and everyone's <laughs> getting crazy for a bit and then it stops and slows down. That, that was my experience. I don't know if it's changed now, but I was like, wow, like I can see where it's cool, but like that shit all night, it got it got repetitive to me. But again, maybe I was just way too high for my own good. <laughs> but I was like, Probably. this is just different for me. Like maybe this you were on the wrong drug. Maybe we need to decriminalize no, yeah, some of these. Th- that that that's yeah. how I felt. That's how I felt. I felt I, I like think, I think Molly's a big rave drug. I, yeah, yeah. Trust me, I'm telling you. I didn't do it right because I like, feel like even just, just, just drunk. Just be yeah, no, no, drunk. Because, drunk's always good. You, you know when you're drunk, like you could actually jump and like not give a, like just fucking wild out. Like weed is more like yeah, you're not gonna jump you know, on weed. Yeah, exactly. Because these raves, you're gonna jump. Like that's the goal at least. So I'm just seeing everyone jump, but I'm not really like in the mood to jump. I'm just high, chilling, and I'm like, okay, I see what y'all doing, but this ain't really for me. <laughs> yeah. Okay, do you I have a that. Do you have a concert, Adrian? Uh, first concert I went to was this weird place called Funner, California. It's like right outside San Diego. I saw the uh, cover band for Led Zeppelin called Get the Lead Out. And, dude, uh, me and the person I went with were like fucking, yeah, we were young. But everyone else there was like 65. <laughs> but I really like Led Zeppelin. So it was fucking badass because they, they, yeah, cool. they sound exactly like Led Zeppelin. But, dude, the funniest thing is like you always hear like people get older, but they still stay kids. And I saw that that day because, like, they start acting out and like, shit. I liked it because, like, you know, my uncle showed me Led Zeppelin and it was like cool music growing up to. But when I saw like people who have multiple grandkids fucking just start <laughs> trying to grind on me, I was like, oh yeah, they're still young at heart. Like, like they're probably old as fuck. You know, they order off the senior citizen discount menu. They got AARP, fucking old ass bitches. But when that got some well, fat pussies though, huh? Oh, the fattest pussies, brother. The fat, <laughs> brother, the fattest fucking pussies. <laughs> But, um, yeah, once that music hits, and I think that's the weird thing about music is because, like, you know, with movies or whatever or food, it's like, yeah, okay. But, like, when you, okay, what's, like, a song you guys have listened to that you haven't listened to in a long time, but when it started playing, took you right back to eighth grade or, like, high school or some shit like that? You guys are playing it. It's weird because I, I think AJ was playing music today, and I was fucking literally listening to it on the way on the way to work to, this morning, um, fucking, like, patiently waiting. Like, I don't know. That shit just, like... That shit's hardcore, man. Shit, like I'm like, why don't they make fucking rap music? Like this? Dude, basically I mean, I everything know. off of Fifty Cent's album. Yeah, that, that first get album they try like, is fucking like, ridiculous. Yeah, like, yeah. Wait, 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 what's a song you play that like gets you hyped? Thinking about some like old, oh, like what's an old song you like to you like to play with once in a while? There's all kinds, dude. Do you know what I fuck with a lot? Like that, like it gets the shit going. Like everybody's like, "Oh, what the fuck is T Pain?" Like you play oh, some. Oh, dude, you, I was bumping T Pain yeah, today. You, you play some <laughs> T Pain. Like T Pain had a run. T Pain was fucking throwing some shit out there. Oh, dude, I was bumping today. I was bumping uh, with E Forty and T Pain. Mm-hmm. You and Dat. <laughs> I, I hate getting. Te- I was listening to. Um, I don't know because everyone was talking. I don't know why it came up again. You guys know me. I'm such an Eminem stan. Um, I was fucking listening to Encore from. From his encore album, but that last song is fucking badass. And I was just like, just the way he rhymes, I'm like, oh man, I was getting kind of nerdy about it. But I was like, man, like this fucker was like rhyming really good, even when he was like on his last fucking. He because that was like considered his worst album. He's like, just fucking, he's talking about dumb shit. But he was like, Ray's about your seat, Dre's about to speak, like blaze a pound of weed. Like it rhymes really good. He's like six days about the week. I'm like, god damn, like this shit's fucking hard. I'm like, fuck. And he was fucking like. And about just, to die? And just about <laughs> to die. Then you just clock into work and just type on your little computer. Yeah. Dude, it's funny. Um, that was so like... <laughs> and that's just me just driving away. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Going back to that concert question, that was my first concert. It was um, the Eminem and Rihanna concert. That was your first uh, concert? Tour? Damn. That was a badass concert. That was, badass. That was my very... God, I think I was like 19 at the time. And it's funny because like the reason why like that's such a big like uh, concert with me because like... Uh, we had heard the tickets were coming. It was me and Karina, and it, like we are, we had just started dating, and let's say it's like March or something. Like so, we've probably been dating for a couple weeks, like two weeks, like two three weeks, and we're like, oh shit! Like Eminem and Rihanna are having a concert in August, and it's like March, yeah. and we're we've only been dating for like a week or two, and we're like, oh, let's go to this concert, 
and we we booked like we booked everything. We got our tickets and everything, and we just look at each other like, "Fuck, is this relationship gonna last till August?" <laughs> like, and we just like it's funny because me and her to this day we like we laugh about some stupid shit like that. But and now there's the, and now there's Mila, so yeah, yeah. But that was <laughs> so the it lasted. Yeah, but that was the first concert me and her like. Well, she probably went to a concert before that, but that was my first concert watching Eminem and Rihanna. That's a good and watching concert. watching Eminem live. Like I was like, oh fuck, like because I was thinking like he's just gonna go up there and rap. Like it can't be entertaining, motherfucker. He was entertaining. Like, you fuck. felt the energy, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, oh, shit, like as soon as he was like getting lifted off the fuck. Because yeah, like a, he was on the the, the, the flatbed or, or whatever, yeah, like yeah. strapped to the bed, and he's and it was like, already like. Yeah, well, oh, he's one of the tight. like. This was it numb? Like, was it numb <laughs> that he was rapping to when he came out? Or I forget. Oh, what, I think what, so. One of the ones with the Rihanna class. Yeah. How fucking fat did Rihanna's ass oh, look? She looked good when you were nineteen. Rihanna, Rihanna was fire. That Jesus whole concert, Christ. that whole concert was fire from beginning to end. <laughs> mm, Rihanna, like I said, it yeah, wasn't Rihanna like was uh, it wasn't like the Beyonce and Jay Z. I fucking love Rihanna. I would do a whole bunch of not straight shit to get at a prime Rihanna. No, she looked. That was pretty nice. I mean, even pregnant. Honestly. Yeah, pregnant this, Rihanna. Pregnant Rihanna. Again, seeing like seeing the different concerts and stuff that I've been to. The reason why that was really sick is because like what you probably saw with the Led Zeppelin thing. That's why I respect a lot of those fucking like classic rock bands and shit because they're fucking eighty and they still sound like the way they sounded. And yeah, Eminem is one of those too. Like he was doing shit from like he was doing just don't give a fuck and he's like fifty years old and I'm like bro, like he was twenty years old when this shit came out. He sounds the fucking same when he does the song. Like it's fucking cool. Like, like imagine being able to play like basketball as hard as when you're fifty as when you're twenty. Like that that's crazy. <laughs> To bring that like level of energy back, yeah. yeah. Eminem is gonna be rich forever because even if he puts out albums like now, where people are like, oh, I don't want to hear that shit. He can. I think go, maybe he'll he'll feature more now. He can he can go out there live and play like that shit, and people will be entertained yeah. as fuck. And dude, like I'm just telling you, like on stage, he's fucking he's good. Like I don't know, he just got it. And a lot of people I've been watching a lot of Vlad interviews where people say like, give your top five favorite rappers or top ten or whatever. And a lot of times I feel like Eminem's excluded from that list. Well, you know what's funny? That's the reason why he said I was like listening to some old jams because I was like, he's getting a lot of knock because I get it because he has a lot of corny songs and shit. I get it. So they're saying like he wouldn't do good in the verses. He's getting kind of annoying with his like he. I think he got obsessed with the the, the, the like rapping. technical and the yeah, rapping like, and he like, got say, he got like, a, the plays like he's really he like, got he's obsessed. That, he's that times ten now. Yeah. No, but like the thing that he like okay that people that he thrives on where people were like oh dude what the fuck I didn't even know Eminem was like this where like. He he now he's being featured in documentaries where he's talking about other artists and he can spit their raps back to them yeah. and he just has them memorized in his head and he's like, dude, the way you put this line together and like people are starting to appreciate that shit. Yeah. But like I don't think they're appreciating appreciating that in his own raps. Yeah. Because he's starting to get like super technical where it's like, Hey, let's get let I'm gonna spit these raps that a lot of people aren't gonna be able to do, which I guess is a talent in itself, but with that talent comes him, like, being able to, like, just, I guess, remember or think about the hard, like, think about the crazy shit that, like, the overlooked raps that people spit back in the days where it's, like, and he'll bring them back to the forefront in these new documentaries that are coming about about rap and stuff. And it's just, like, they, I, people are appreciating that he's that much of a, of a historian of the... Yeah, of, the, the craft, yeah, yeah, and the ref. Yeah, uh, I do agree, though, like... um I'm as as much of a stan as I am too. Like he came out with that new Elvis song or whatever, and like his music is just not that good anymore. Like the like musically, it just sounds lame because of what Ray said. He's just he's just focused on that one shit. Like that. I think that's what like, it is because everybody's like, oh, I like Slim Shady, but I don't like Eminem. Mm-hmm. And it's like I get what you're saying. Because if made, you go back yeah. and listen to the Slim Shady MP, LP, it's it's a fucking dope ass. Out even to this day, like I still don't give a fuck, or I just don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like those songs are dope as fuck. The real Slim Shady is dope as fuck. Yeah. But uh, but going back, like because of like I think what Adrian was saying is because of that, like if he does a, if he did a verses and just took some of those songs and some songs from the Eminem show, like I was thinking about like Bitch Please Two, especially the ones with the features. I was like, he has a lot of fucking bangers. Like I'm actually surprised. Like say what you say. Like I'm like, oh, this shit's fucking hard as fuck. But, but uh, also versus, also versus, too. Oh, go ahead. Uh, I I think that's why the music industry is like like crazy hard is because people want you to be like the same as you were yeah, when you yeah. came up but also way different mm-hmm. and how the fuck do you do that yeah. how do you be you different how no. do you be different but the same but brand new no yeah. there's people that are always going to try to discredit Eminem because they're going to be like oh because he was white because they're trying to do the same type of thing to Jack Harlow right now and it's like oh the white artists always thrive and it might be true but I think it does get to a point where people get tired of the white artists and it's like 
like fuck this guy you got to have talent or not and he's the one that's like survived like the the test of time i guess yeah. the gauntlet yeah i also think uh sometimes because he is really good like you said at really technical parts of rap or whatever and I feel like sometimes when you're really good at a very specific thing that usually what I've seen that makes people uncomfortable and it, it does draw a lot of hate towards you. Yeah. Even if you're a cool guy, even if you're a chill guy, but like usually if someone's like hyper-focused in one area and they're really good at it and they're trying to explain to people or they're whatever, people are like, oh, that guy's a fucking weirdo or <laughs> that guy's lame or whatever. But it's just like, okay, is that guy really lame? Or maybe you're just uncomfortable because you don't work that hard at something. <laughs> like there's also, the, you could take that with it too, like... That's what Kobe always said about uh, Allen Iverson. Always said about Kobe, he's like, yeah, like Kobe uh, when he flew into L.A. Like Kobe wanted to meet him for uh, lunch or something, and all Kobe wanted to talk about was basketball. Oh, like in this posi- in this situation, what would you do? Or like if you were if you were uh, playing point guard with uh, Jerry West, like who, would you run the team or would he run the team? And then as soon as like lunch was over, Allen Iverson's like, man, this is a dope conversation. Like let's hit the club, and he's like, nah, I'm going to the gym. <laughs> and he said like that's what made Kobe people hate Kobe was because like. That's like, all. That's like all, that's wanted, all yeah. he ever cared about was like dude, basketball and how do I get you, better? You ever, you ever, dude? I'm telling you, I, I'm a stan, and this is turning into a fucking Eminem stan podcast. But Jesus Christ, I, all this fucking, I always look forward to like an Eminem interview because I want to hear like his introspective thoughts. This fucker doesn't have any because of what you just said. He's like the Kobe of it. Like his interviews are always trash because he's he's a man of few words. He's like, oh, you want you want to talk about his drug overdose and everything, and he's just like, I just rap. Like, that's all the fuck he cares about. Like, it's so it's weird. Like, like, people that. will say that. Like, he's one of the last of that generation where it was just, like, they're, like, recluses. Yeah. Like, they just disappear for a, yeah. a couple years, and then they, they come back with music. Like, the MS and, like, Dooms. And, but would you say it's better to be a recluse I, if you're trying to hyper-focus so on a very specific in area? In my opinion, I think it is because, personally, like, my favorite artist of all time is Kendrick. And Kendrick does he's that type of thing. Team, yeah. Kendrick will disappear for a while, and then Kendrick comes out. Like, people joke, like, oh, Kendrick... Kendrick comes out like when he's needed but like he does that he'll take time like because I think in an interview he said that where he like he needs to experience life to like kind of like for it to add to his art like of rapping and all that stuff Mm -hmm. and it makes for a better product and in my opinion I think it makes for a better product like I no it does because it's like it's just like if you're trying to learn a new skill and you're trying to do all these other things it's like dude if you like literally lock yourself in your room and hyper focus on like one thing You'll be good. You'll get good at that thing, and people will appreciate you for that thing. But you're not gonna have a lot of other like time, like to this for day other, for other type of shit. To this day, if you ask me, Kendrick hasn't missed every every project that he's made is great. Hey, but how do you feel? A lot of people are saying he missed on this last one. No, I, I, th- I think, think did, no, I think he did. I think I think he did well on this mm. one because I I think it's like the Drake. It's taking a while, I think, for people to no. Like, like, you know, just, you ever notice that with albums like maybe like your first two three listens, it's like okay, but. You just play it at work, and it's like your fifth, sixth, or you drive home from work, and you're kind of like, damn, this is the, 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 the thing good I today. think about uh, this last Kendrick album. I feel like it's going to be a polarizing album because I think there's going to be people at times in their lives where they're like, this is exactly what I needed, and then there's going to be people yeah. where it's like, yeah, I was like, yeah. whatever. Because like when I listened to it, I was like, you know what? There was a lot of songs on this where it was like, I could self reflect on my own life and be like, that, like some of the words he was saying. Like touch me like that where yeah. it's like oh this is gonna hit me like forever. And musically it was good, it was different, but like that's exactly which I like in music. That's I like what, something that's different. Want, that's I don't you... want. I don't want to hear the fucking same all the. So you're one of those people. And, like people yeah. are like, oh, I miss but this old different. person. Like because yeah. like I think Kanye made some shit like that. Where he's like, I miss the old Kanye. Yeah. Because like the oh, reason he's why he's absolutely crazy. Yeah. But the reason why the reason why he made that was like was because people fell in love with like the 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 soul samples and stuff and thought Kanye was always gonna be like that Do but the that, thing yeah. is like these guys think they evolve and these they guys think different like you know like they evolve they hear new shit where it's like oh I can add this to my music it's not always gonna be the same also and got- that that's that's the hard part of the artist the artist there's part of it where they want to please the the consumer but at the same time they like you don't want to be in the same space you know no it's also weird too because I I have watched some interviews with some artists. And just you, you. I understand why people could choose to be recluses because it's it, information is power, and the less information you reveal, the less it could be used against you or taken out of context. Yeah, yeah. So like when you are like Eminem, like a man of few words, you just say what you mean, and you you kind of like get, get like do your job and get the fuck out. Like I was watching an old interview with a chameleoner, or was it chameleoner? No, I think it was Akon. He said like Eminem changed the way like he thought about music. Because Akon would just like yeah, you know it's old school. We just roll up to the studio. There's girls. There's cigars. There's whiskey. There's weed. 
you just like hang out and you just like take a few hours off riding and then you might take a nap you might wake up and and start the mic and do some stuff it's like Eminem is like from eight to Nine four. To five. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like yeah, he's like, funny. and as soon as the hour, he could be right in the middle of a good verse. He'll just close his little book and be like, "I'm going home." It's like, what are you talking about? He's like, "Dude, like this is about consistency, and and you got to learn how to cut this off." Because what are we gonna do? Stay here till four in the morning? Like I got kids, and then he's like, "Holy shit!" Like he actually treats us like a job, not just yeah, like a oh, we're just gonna like kind of hang out. Yeah, and then that's when you know like it's not about like. I love it when it's obviously not about the money. Like, I thought about uh, Aziz Ansari when he had a stand-up. It was funny. Like, he said he hung out with Frank Ocean because Frank Ocean's one of those fucking artists that we're talking about, like a recluse. Oh, he's, just definitely, comes out. he's yeah. definitely one of those. And he's like, Frank, he, hey, like, he's bumped into him at a party. Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, in my opinion, I, like, I also feel he's one of the, in my, in my, like, favorite artist he's one of those guys that hasn't yeah. missed either yeah i feel like everything miss. i feel like everything he's put out is good yeah yeah so like i guess he bumped into at a party i love i love aziz and his stand-up it's funny he was just like hey frank like tell me how do you do it man like you don't get much press like you know you're not all over the news you're just like you just come up you just come out do your music and then just disappear and then, he, and then frank ocean said like his one little piece of advice was like he's like look aziz you just got to be willing to um make less money <laughs> Because <laughs> he's like, you know, you, you don't do the interviews. You don't make no money. He's like, that's, but yeah, that's, that's what true. you got to be willing to do. All the press yeah. runs. Yeah. Like uh, they're, they're even saying like, have you guys seen that movie Hustle with Adam Sandler? Oh, mm-hmm. I still haven't seen it yet. That movie is fucking great. I kept hearing everyone at work talk about how good it was or whatever. But I like how it gave you, because I thought it was going to be just a basketball movie, but it gives you like the business behind basketball mm-hmm. and like how hard scouts work and they got to fly to different countries and be like this guy from Germany or this guy from, oh, spoiler. Yeah, that was whatever. Cool. Wait, but real quick, do you guys think it was a great movie, for real? I haven't, I haven't I saw seen it. Yet. I didn't think it was great. No, I thought it was a good movie, not because like I'm not I'm judging like okay, just like you just you just like, didn't we know could that dissect backstory? it. We could dissect it for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Like I I love stuff that talks about business or like Definitely. how money is made. Mm-hmm. And and you just like, didn't know about the business of basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah you like get, we you talk get about this like area. okay, so it's it's the seventy sixers, that's what the movie's based mm-hmm. on the franchise. And then you just assume, oh, you work for the Sixers. Everyone drives a Rolls Royce. Every <laughs> scout, every whatever. Yeah, but, but it kind of shows true. you that 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 there's polarity in like, levels. There's yeah, levels some this? scouts are driving Hyundai's and Hondas, yeah. and some yeah, scouts are you, driving Maseratis. Adam Sandler and, was driving like a fucking piece of shit car. <laughs> yeah, and some stay in five star hotels, and some are like, "Oh, are you gonna cover my dinner?" Because I don't know if I could have fucking yeah. afford this. It kind of, but but like to the average person like me, if you say like, "Oh yeah, I work for the Lakers," I'm gonna be like, "Oh well, you never have to worry about money again." But I think that movie showed that money gets cut different ways when you're talking about different organizations and specifically with sports so you talk about big big cap markets like Los Angeles New York teams uh, because my god or like you know Green Bay has a, a diehard uh, fan base but when you start talking about like like well, what football team like has gets like no love like the Browns suck but they get so much love uh, I'm trying to think of like an NFL team that. Dude, it's funny get people a try to do that where it's like oh let's see what NFL team like doesn't get love but it, in right like in America here. Like every team's gonna sell at least for, like a couple bill. I would agree with you. Okay, what about what basketball team gets not a lot of love? I was gonna say the Milwaukee Bucks, but now they're up there because the the they were the recently sold to new owners. What about the Magic? I feel like no one gives a fuck about I was the Magic. Say maybe the Magic. Yeah. Well, you know, you, I feel like I'm fucking diverging, but because I, I was trying to piggyback off of like the hustle movie, I trip out like on how much of a facade all this fame, movie, sports, rap, all this shit is. Because I was listening to. Now that I have a son named Onyx, I was listening to an Onyx interview, uh, the rap group. They're and talking about the rap industry. Yeah, they were talking. Yeah, they were talking. You ever see? You seen that with? Um, I've seen no math, n- math Hoffa or whatever. Not exactly what you're talking. Actually, maybe it is. But they, they seen, have like a barbershop podcast. But I've seen like now that there's a lot of podcasts with a lot of these dudes that are involved in hip hop. Like they are being a lot more open about like the the deals. Yeah, pretty stuff. much. Like they don't make fucking money. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, hey, no, like, so it's one thing is like if you heard a guy on a radio, you think in your little head, like, yeah. oh, he has six houses and yeah, all these things, and you're like, yeah. dude, they. They paid me thirty grand for that yeah, in two thousand and two. You know, you know what's crazy though is like I didn't get to like so I'm not getting it from those um, like people like the people that were getting deals back in like the nineties mm-hmm. or in two thousands. The the person that I got the most information from, like as far as the way the hip hop industry works, was Russ. Like Russ did oh, a he Russ does did a lot a, of yeah. Russ did an interview with the Breakfast Club and he was just talking about the way he looked at it, and he was like, dude, I looked at previous deals like the way it is is like. They, they they treat it like a loan. Mm-hmm. So he's like, why wouldn't I just take a loan from a bank? Like, what's the difference from there? Because he said, he said, the way you get paid in the music industry is exactly like a loan, 
but it's worse because they add like a bunch of interest to it. It's so compounded interest. So yeah. they'll give you like let's say like you get a a deal and they're like, oh here's a hundred thousand, but like your album's supposed to make this much. Yeah. And if it doesn't, and if it doesn't make that much, and the reason is like you're like, dude, you're just starting out. It may it may not make that much. Yeah. Like you're gonna owe them that money. So he's like, the way you look at it is a loan. Like they're giving you this hundred thousand, but it's like, if you don't make this much money, if your album doesn't make this much money, you owe them this much money. So it's like you better hang on to that money because you're gonna have to give that back to them. So he's like, the the way Russ did it, because Russ is like, he the way he describes it is he's completely independent. He went to a bank. And got the same type of loan from them. He was like, "Hey, you guys are gonna give me a loan." Like the the the, the percentage of the interest is is less. It's fixed. Yeah, is less than what a record company would give you. Plus, like Russ is like, "Dude, I'm successful. I I can do all this shit. Like, I'm gonna make like so much more off of this shit. Like, I just pay the bank their their small percentages that they want." He's like, I even like overpaid them in some cases, and it's like, oh, they're willing to give me more money if I ask for more money. And it's like, you know, now I'm making money, so it's easier to pay them back. He's like, the way the way we look at uh, uh, the industry is like, it's kind of like a trap. They give you all this money and tell you like, hey, if your record doesn't sell this much, then you owe us this much. And usually your first record isn't going to sell as much as they project. So you're going to owe them a higher percentage and they're willing to give you more money. But every time they give you more money, people think it's like, oh, I'm getting paid. But it's not. You got to look at that as a loan because you got to pay that shit back. So yeah, he, it's, a, it's, a, it's like buying a home. You don't own it till the fucking deed is in. Yeah, is, and is he's, saying, to he's you. saying that's the issue with a lot of these young rappers is they keep getting they're they're getting a lot of money to them, but it's money that they have to pay back. <laughs> yeah, when you get a twenty, we don't look yeah. at it. We don't so look we, at it. We don't like see that. that as so again, just, again, that's why I like hustle because not because like the sports they scenes are so the good, back, the but I, I love like the business that they kind of yeah. discuss about it. So that's why the, I really like the, the movie. The one thing I wanted to say that just made me laugh, and I just thought it was crazy to hear, like from a pretty big, pretty especially in the nineties, they're a pretty big rap group. Um, was one of the guys was saying because they, they got into cutting hair. So they were just like big time, like barbers, like in New York or whatever. So he was like their first record deal. He was like, yeah, it was cool. It made us some money because he got us. They were, they were like a four man group. So he also got to split the money four ways and a manager or five ways or whatever. And he was like, the thing that tripped me out that just made me laugh was like, he was like, we, I made more money. <laughs> He's like, as a barber than I did in my first record deal. And I don't know. Uh, to me, that was just like, and see, that's the, that, that's the thing that would, you would say that and it sounds fake, but when you break down the money, you're like, oh, it actually makes sense. And it, it, yeah. it sounds like bullshit, but it's true. Yeah. That's crazy. It's because that industry, they're selling you on the fame more so than like the, like, yeah, you're the about wealth, to blow up. the equity, yeah. the wealth, yeah. the money that you're making. Like the, like, I just think it's cool that we're talking about, cause I don't know, man, I really do hate this world we live in where, that shit's so fake and people think like, oh, that person is rich because they got a they got some Gucci sandals. I don't know. It bothers me. <laughs> no, I, I I got you. All right, I got how much time we got right now? An hour and your laptop's gonna die in two like at two percent. It's at two percent. All right, I got you. I'll we'll end this with one more question. What's one piece of advice you wish uh you wish a young you had growing up? So if you give yourself a piece of advice, I'll go first. I, I if I could go back in time, I would tell myself that uh, time is the the most important commodity we all have as people, and like if you want to fucking spend time on uh, like YouTube or whatever, like you could waste a lot of time. But if you take that same amount of time and you put it to something useful, you could you could make a lot of fucking money. I I guess mine is around like the same realm. I guess like I would kind of tell myself that developing like a like a vocational type skill or anything like that isn't that type of like isn't bad like like, like being a plumber to, yeah go to a vocational school get like a like an uh, electrician type license or uh working with car like a mechanic working with cars uh like that like the simp the stuff that i thought at that time was simple and like, because I, I guess it was fed into my head that like, oh, college was the shit. Like, you got to go to college. Like, yeah. that's the only way to be successful. That's a good one. Um, for me, it would be like the vocational stuff. Like, uh, look into like a skill type of like that. Like, or detail. There's something simple like detailing, e- even like mowing lawn, like creating your own business, like that type of thing. I wish I had that information uh, a lot earlier than I do now. I like that. Advice to my younger self. Um, I, you know what? As a guy. 
I'm, I'm, I'm blessed enough where I do make more money than I did before. So oh. my advice is really like just financial education because I'm still, I'm still like, you know, paycheck to paycheck. Shit's still fucking hard out here. <laughs> I understand inflation is shit, but I think if I have a lot, if I had a lot more financial education, I'd be in a much better place. Do you what know I what's crazy so, is I, I feel, you. I feel kind of bad for like, not feel bad for our generation, but our generation, like we're, we're experiencing different kind of level of debt. Mm-hmm. Oh, Cause yeah. like, I thought I was in a really, really bad level of debt. And I was explaining it to one of our friends, and he was like, dude, what the fuck? Like, that's not even bad. That's good. Like, Because <laughs> yeah. I was like, dude, I got this much, like, hundreds, like, left to pay off school. And he's like, dude, what the fuck? That's good. Like, he's like, I don't think I'm ever going to pay off school. <laughs> and, I <was> like, <laughs> and I was like, holy shit. Like, okay, it made me feel like, because, like, I have, like, a self-conscious tick where I'm like, fuck, man, I still live at fucking home. Like, basically, like. Like all this stuff, like I have a family and I'm living like in a place where that's not my own, <laughs> and I have, Bro, like, yeah, a, I, I have like a self conscious tick about that. And then when I was explaining it to our friend, and he told me that, I was like, "Fuck!" It ma- it changed my mind a little bit. Like he made me feel a little bit better. He's like, "Dude, don't." He's like, "Don't." He's like, "Don't be down on yourself. Like you're doing a fucking good job. Like you're paying off your shit." And I started like that's what made me feel a little bit better. Like it kind of sucked that I had to go to somebody like was in a worse <laughs> position than myself, but. <laughs> But I guess I guess it made me feel a little bit better. All right, and before this laptop dies, AJ, piece of advice you'd give to yourself, a younger uh, you: buy Bitcoin. <laughs> ah, that's, that's a, a good that's one. That's the best one. That's a good, 